Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Hmm. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know how to start this off. It's been so good. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about my beer? Uh, no, my whiskey. What could you be talking about? Hmm. Let me go through the old man Rolodex. <laughs> Page one. Beer. No. Page two. Your water burp from earlier. Nope. Page three. Blackwood? Yep. Bingo! That's the one. That's my, the My. My. Gosh. Actually, by the gods. <laughs> Oh, man. What a DLC. Oh, man. We have a wonderful, wonderful well, next. I don't know. We have a wonderful show planned out. Just to, uh, if it's anything, if, if it's anything less than us just barfing about Blackwood, I don't think anyone will be disappointed. No. I mean, it, it, it shall be. We got because this is, this is the week of Blackwood. I mean, it came out yesterday. So. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. No, it's good when you can't start the darn show, right? <laughs> oh, um, wow. So what's going on? What are you doing? I don't think anything I did throughout the week is going to overshadow the fun that I'm having this week. Yeah. So I'll quickly uh, just kind of go through it. Um, I did normal trials. I did vet trials. I did normal dungeons. I did vet dungeons. I did vet hard mode dungeons because I didn't want to forget my rotation for the new content. So I did a lot of them this last week. Yeah. And um, that was, that pretty much summed up my entire week. I think any, I didn't get into any story this week, which I, I kind of thought that was really stupid. Once I started Blackwood yesterday, because I had done the prologue quest on my Nightblade. I have since switched over to my warden. I didn't do the prologue quest on him. So yesterday, when I logged in and started doing the actual story of Blackwood, Evelyn acted like she didn't know me. And I was like, Evelyn, hey, it's me. It's Cash. And she was just like, bruh, you're just a mercenary like, I don't know you. <laughs> and I was heartbroken. <laughs> I was like, what do I do? Do I go back and do the prologue? Is the prologue even available? Like, I didn't know what to do at that point. So I finally just went, damn it. And I just, I trudged on like a good little soldier. And she knows me now. Oh, because well, we've, we've killed a lot of things together. so far. <laughs> so, anyway, that was, uh, that was pretty much my week in ESO, but, um, yeah, I, I logged in every single day, and it's just you get the tickles in your belly because you know that, that something is, is on the horizon. And I, I have to say this, this expansion, this new chapter came faster than any of the other ones that 
that we've covered so far. Like it just blew right by that time. Really felt like it did that for us, at least for me. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. It uh who uh <laughs> we have a lot to talk about with this chapter on on this episode. Um Yeah, so for those listening right now, we we are recording a little bit earlier this week. We're recording day after launch so on a Wednesday. And oh man. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. one came quickly. Um and this is a good this one is really really good it is it is i am i'm i don't even know how far let's just let's start the damn show because we have so much to talk about that i don't like i don't want to start getting into a tangent and then you're going to be mad at me and you're going to start sending me text messages telling me to shut up we have to transition Make me sound like a tyrant. <laughs> I just made you sound like the tyrant of Lord Seekers Podcast. I'm the most lovable dude. <laughs> uh, pump the brakes. I'm pretty lovey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started, and then, we'll, then we can just dive right in. Because I know we're, we want to talk. Like it's, I just want to jump right in right now. But anyway. All right. So, hey, everyone, welcome. This is Lord Seekers Podcast for Elder Scrolls Online. This is number uh, episode 118, and we are your hosts, I am Jibs, and I'm joined by my good best buddy from Southern Elsewhere, or Tamriel now, wherever he's at, Cash. God, you make me sound like a like a vagabond traveler. Just, I can't put roots anywhere because I'm a traveler. I don't really have a place to call home, <laughs> but it's in the south somewhere. <laughs> Down there, okay. I'm still here. Yes, and um, thank you, my brother. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm excited. I mean, you know, Jibs and I had a little conversation earlier today and sent a text message, basically said, are you, are you ready for tonight? And he's trying to screw with him going, ah, I'm just not feeling it. Can we postpone till next week? And his answer was, I will cut you. <laughs> so if you want the real story of the tyrant of the lore seekers podcast, it was a gift. Him. Let me be clear. It was a gift, <laughs> which made it funny. Now, the funniest part was I was totally kidding because I'm totally feeling this show. But my Giphy wasn't working. So, like, I'm sitting there just going, damn it! I, it. I typed a joke and now I can't even Giphy my way out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Giphy's a godsend. Yes. You, you, do you realize that half of our real-life conversations are are told? Like, the story of our friendship is told through gifts. Yeah, that's about 50%. When you take away our insult, when we're not insulting each other, I'd say that's probably the majority of our texts is, hey, what's going on, blah, 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 and then a whole lot of giphy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, we could actually, we could have a a very serious relationship as friends through gifts. Through gifts? Full communication. You want to try that for a day? I, yes! Oh, All my right. God! Let's do this tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Oh, this is going to be fun. You know what we should do is we should screenshot the entire day and release it. The first one's going to be a middle finger. Just want to let you know. Yeah, it'll have to be uh, an after dark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Mark it as a spoiler in Discord or something. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be good. (laughs) Oh, wow. All right. Well, hey, uh, if you were tuning in last week, 
we were prepping for uh, Blackwood. We talked console enhanced, uh, critical role, everything. You know, our impressions of of them stepping into Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Rock Grove Trial, ESO chairs, tutorials, and cashed in a lore lesson. Really help you prepare for Blackwood by doing a lesson on Blackwood. So it was pretty cool. Uh, this week here on the show, we're talking. I mean, it's Blackwood week. I mean, <laughs> and everything. Let me say this right now: everything we're going to be saying is spoiler free. So just sit back, relax, <laughs> kind of, and just enjoy the show. You know, they, you, you, all, you will not have to worry about any major spoilers, none of that. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy it. We're going to give you our first impressions. Um, we're talking Crown Store Showcase for 2021 May of May. And uh, new item sets in Blackwood. You know, we feel like that's pretty important. Everyone knows what the heck is going on with Update 30. And Blackwood, there's a whole lot of things that were added. And I'll be honest, I haven't even gotten through all the patch notes yet. But we want to definitely get you in the know on some things. And um, we're doing a lore... Oh, I did not know this. We're doing a lore mm. lesson on Lyrinth the Fool Killer. Ah, mortal. You are a curious creature. You don't really expect me to answer that, do you, little mortal? Yes, we are. <laughs> she, uh, dude, I have gone back and forth on this in my mind. Like, you know, like is she's such an interesting character and she graced our presence. She has graced our presence several times in the game at pinnacle moments in quests and in uh, dungeons. And like she pops up and at times she pops up and like I just glare at her like, what is going to come out of that sassy little pie hole this time, you know, because she is just gnarly. She can just be gnarly. So I made the decision to do some research into Lyrinth. And as soon as I started that research, I immediately just went, absolutely. This is a full lore lesson. This is a, this is going to be a really fun one because she is an outstanding character She's very interesting, and she has quite a bit of history. I, I yeah, you always um at least the vibe that I get from her is that she is there's a whole lot more to this to Lyrinth than 100 percent meets the eye. Yes, and if I can sum it up, we're going to go over it. But if I can sum it up, have you ever said something so stupid, like it just came out of your mouth? It was so stupid. That the person across from you just kind of bit their lip and stared at you. I feel like that's weekly between you and I. <laughs> they stare at you for a good 10, 15 seconds. Just yeah. trying to figure out how in the holy hell your brain can process something so primitive. That is how Lyrinth is with all the mortals. I feel like that's how you regard anything regarding Indiana. Not true. There's a lot of smart people in Indiana. <laughs> See that little smirk, that little lie in your face? <laughs> Dude, uh-huh. I live in the I live in the most tumultuous state in the union, so <laughs> I am not gonna say anything bad about Indiana. You know that. If I'm gonna say anything bad, it's gonna be about you. Because <laughs> oh. I know I'd get away with it. You're That's not fair. gonna send me hate mail. <laughs> That's also fair. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, anyway, yeah. you know what you said is true. It's spot on. She's a, 
she's something else. And I feel like everything that she, anytime you see her on the screen, you are always on the knife's edge with her. And it's yeah. always just this, it's this feeling of like, you're, <laughs> you're chill and you're playing, you're, you're doing your thing. But you're just like, there's that constant thread of just underlying tension that just never leaves whenever you talk. Yeah. And you can tell when she's done with you. Yeah. Because she, and that's when, like, she absolutely will just give you a tongue lashing. And you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I thought I was going to help you. <laughs> yeah. Her way to get rid of you is like, here's a portal. Get the heck out. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with you, silly little mortal. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, our, our mailbag carrier is actually. Uh, he left the mail on the bench. I grabbed on the way in. That uh, that thing you talked about last week, where the 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 drip, whatever the the the, the wasn't. Well, wait, what did he have? Some kind yeah, of well, yeah. He had something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but uh, I picked up the mail he on the way s- in. He had some kind of a condition <laughs> that resulted in a drip. <laughs> so. He uh, <laughs> he had to go uh, make an appointment and uh, went to his uh, local um, healer. And apparently, they're fixing the drip. <laughs> so he's away this week. Somebody else is running his well, route. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got here a little early. Uh, so I've got the news. Um, so we're just going to jump right in. Um, and then, uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the Crowd Store Showcase. Oh, I haven't even seen this yet. I waited on purpose. Well, good. This will be this is uh, first time for uh, for you and a little bit for me. So, um, all right. Well, let's just dive right in. Uh, all right. So Crowd Store Showcase for June 2021. This coming to us from ElderScrollsOnline.com. All the articles are today. And uh, so... We want to talk about Blackwood, but before we get there, I felt it was important to keep you guys in the know on what's going on here. So for ESO Plus members, for those of you um, you know who do have ESO Plus, you can get the free statuette statue. Get the free statuette of Boethra Orca Bane. I have no idea who that is. I'm about to look it up because that actually sounds... I, th- I first looked at that and I was like, damn, this dad don't spell Boethia wrong. But that is an orc. That looks so. like a female. No, that looks almost like a. Is that a female? Is that a dark elf? I don't uh, know. Oh no, that looks like an orc, bro. Here, let me um, let me let me look this up because got a otherwise, cat the Very. people are going to be like, "You lore seekers suck at lore." Very. <laughs> it looks like a very large <laughs> feline. You guys suck at this. No, well, that's Boethia. That says Boethia. Yeah, so let's um, who that is and feline companion, a banisher of the demon Orca. What does this mean? I, I know. <laughs> that Orca was a pod whale, but quick to UESP. Yeah, a miniature statue of Boethra and a feline companion. Banisher. Okay, it looks like. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, so housing has nothing. All right, we'll <laughs> go to Imperial Library. Going. I'll go keep going while you look that up. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we got adornments. You got the long patriarch beard, and this beard is pretty gnarly. Uh, quote: Long, a long beard curled with the wisdom of years confers authority on any face, regardless of age. 
This is the kind of beard that Cash grows when he's 77. Or 45. Or 45. You can handle that. No, no. Okay, so, like, I can't have a long beard because of my profession, right? But did you know, this is a little, like, this is, like, old fire department lore. Uh-huh. In the old days, firefighters used to have beards. No kidding. They used they used to dip them in water, put them in their mouth to filter out smoke. That's awesome. And they all died of cancer of the lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because that's the history of my profession, but. <laughs> that's so funny. Or they died of a uh, airway obstruction because they choked on their their own hair. I mean, that'd be the way to go out. Like, look, if you're going to go out, go out in your sleep or do something epic. Like, I, my beard was so long, I choked on it. <laughs> that sounds awful. That's, Have you ever not been able to breathe? I mean, if you're sleeping, you know, maybe you uh, inhale a, a long strand or few. I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot. That'd be a lot. That's that could go a long way down. Right there. That that's a spaghetti dinner down your trachea right there. <laughs> oh man! All right. So anyway, you got that. Uh, next, you got the standing wave. Ugh. So if you're in the pompadour uh, hairstyles, this is definitely for you. This is available in the Crown Store from all platforms. Yeah, that's like a that's a rockabilly yeah, style right yeah. there. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, available June seventh through the fourteenth. Um, it's available, uh, then that's for PC Mac, I'm sorry. And then uh, console from June 8th to June 14th. So, yeah, you know what? I, I re- try to retract that. I sound a little negative. I, it kind of reminds me of Happy Days. Yeah, yeah it just sounds like a guy from like Indiana. Fonzie, you know? <laughs> just, well, you, you don't wear that here. You wear that here, you get looked at. Well, I, I come from a little different place. There's a lot of people here that wear that. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the old the, the psychobilly style is a big deal here. No kidding. You're gonna show yeah. me some pictures. I did not know that. Oh yeah. And you know what? I, I mean look, I'm I may be a little older than some. Only forty five for Christ's sake. Older but anyway. Not quite there yet. I don't <laughs> quite have a foot in the grave yet. But um but I like I love the I love those old school styles like the old school punk style and like yeah. that's how I dress like if I'm not at home wearing board shirts and a t shirt like when I go out I wear freaking Dickies and and Converse and yeah a t shirt like that's just how I I roll but I love that rockabilly style and it's definitely a thing here okay well I stand corrected I had no idea um that being said you're not getting away with with that here in like Menards or Lowe's or what we call Rule King is the country version of both of those. Anyway. Uh, I mean, if I, tr- if I tried to grow that hairstyle now. <laughs> you look like an <laughs> Abner Thorn. I might, <laughs> I might look like a mix between a monk and Munson from Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> I might look... A little bit like both of those oh. kind of sandwiched together, yeah. and it would be a train wreck, and I would embarrass <laughs> my daughter and probably my wife, oh. so I'm going to stay away from that set experiment and just admire those who have the follicles and the ability to do so. That would legitimately make my day. <laughs> yeah. It would make mine, too. Oh. Uh, next up, you got the uh, Midyear Mayhem crowns because Midyear Mayhem's right around the corner. So this will be available on all platforms 
for a limited time during the Mid-Year Mayhem Celebration. We've got some more details coming on that. They don't have it out yet, but ESO Plus members will get it discounted. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. Crafting, you got the motifs, uh, crown crafting motif for Ivory Brigade. Now, you're going to see a lot of this in Blackwood. Quote, this is from Captain Rian L- Lore Or Lior? I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, Rian, Rian Lior. Rian yeah. Lior, okay, cool. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a main storyline character. Yes. He says, quote, To put on a uniform is to proclaim an allegiance and forge a bond of loyalty with those who wear that same uniform. At the same time, a prudent commander must consider the tools his soldier will need to carry out their duties and the resources available. End quote. You can use that to learn the Ivory Brigade crafting style. It looks pretty cool. So it's, uh, for those who are listening, it's like a, I would say, more reformed version, an imperial version of an Argonian style. That's actually a good way to describe it because it, it looks like, I was going to say like in, in our times, it'd be more like a kind of a Roman type of a helmet, but you can also draw parallels between uh, the, the Roman culture of our time and the Imperials. I mean, absolutely can draw parallels. So yeah, it, it uh, and then you said a mix between Argonian. I think that's actually a very good way to put it because you got to understand at the time there is still a lot of imperial remnants in Blackwood, Black Marsh. I mean, don't forget it's still it's Lower Cyrodiil, right? Um, so you have a lot of influences from from the Imperials, and at the same time it clashes with the Swamplands, right? So yeah, it's a it's a perfect mixture between the two. Okay, well, boom, there you go. Boom. I actually like that. I like the uh, I like the leathers that you're getting from the Imperial side on this uh, motif. It looks pretty cool. I do. I probably would not rock the helmet, but I don't rock very many helmets unless it's like a hood type of a helmet. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um, all right, so this will be available uh, at the launch of Blackwood. So it's available right now, and it'll be available as well on the launch day for console. Uh, this is looks like it's sticking around. Uh, it doesn't have an end date, so... Ivory Brigade motif chapters and complete books are also available for drops in-game from Leowin reward coffers awarded by completing daily group boss quests from for Britta, Selenus, and Leowin. Now, I did that today. One of those group daily quests? Yes. Oh, oh wait, that's Blackwood. We'll get to them. It's They're good. <laughs> really good. The fights are oh, good. Oh, yeah. They're so good. Um... Outfit styles, Paravance, uh, Latali armor, armor pack. This is so for those of <laughs> I don't just just gloss over it. Just let it let's Dude. let it ride. No, 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 no. I'm let not it. saying anything about your pronunciation. I'm literally laughing at the armor pack. <laughs> just, I think my okay. favorite part of this is the helm and the arms. The rest of this looks like. What you wear on training day, <laughs> like, like if you're being hazed at that one collegiate organization you just joined, that is yeah. what you wear. Yeah, I could. Okay, so there's like she, she's fine in this because it it there's a skirt and like looks like maybe some biker pants underneath, and she's got like the little crop top thing rocking so for for a female character like it it's fine it looks fine 
But for a male, <laughs> um, okay, one of two things. It looks either like he is a mascot on the sidelines of a college football game, <laughs> or he yep. is trying to uh, to rush a. I guess it wouldn't be a uh, no. Yeah, it'd be a fraternity trying to rush a fraternity. I don't know. I don't know the whole fraternity sorority thing. Trying to rush a fraternity, and he lost a bet. And he lost a bet. That's the one. He lost a bet. There you go. That's the one. Because I know how I looked when I lost a bet. Uh, (laughs) uh, That's true. That makes sense. Uh, Wow. All right. So uh, Latali Kala says, quote, I don't know about you, but donning this gear before a battle makes me feel, feel fierce. And it doesn't hurt that it shows off my magnificent markings, end quote. Oh, man. All right, so this is available on Crown Store for all platforms during the mid-year May. <laughs> okay, so, so Treehouse, Treehouse Girl says, or he's living his best life. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That's true. That is true, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. You do you, man. <laughs> See, uh, you just have fun with it. This, I think, is... Um, is uh, looks a lot like the Baron Zodris, the end boss in Cauldron. Actually, it's it looks a really nice pull. Yeah, very much like yeah. what that oh, yeah. sadistic sob wears. Yeah, I, I still like that, that helm though. That's cool. It has a saber cat on top, yeah. covering the metal. Uh, then it's got this uh, red fabric covering across the face. And for those who are listening, again, this is a uh, I don't even know how to describe this kilt slash. Uh, Argonian style like leggings, so your feet are showing like sandals. Uh, very gladiator esque style. Um, That's it, dude. Our minds, our minds are in sync. All right, there you go. I was gonna say it's very gladiatorial, and then you yeah. just like boom. No wonder we're podcast hosts together. There you go. Um, and then we the just had a moment. Hook. We had a moment. We just had a moment, everybody. Sorry. And a moment of laughter. Vicoso uh, Arms Pack is next. Uh, the Vicoso Arms Pack will be available in the Crown Store on all platforms from June 30th to July 28th. This style page has a chance to drop as well from the last boss and veteran Moon Hunter Keep. Ooh, that's a gnarly one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the shoulder style page can be obtained as well after the player has completed Vet Moon Hunter Keep dungeon by either purchasing it for 50 Undaunted Keys from Ergolag Chiefbane, or as a chance from Ergolag's Mystery Coffer for one Undaunted Key. Dude, that's bitching. Yeah, so... I'm not going to lie. That is a bitching pack. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't, how would you describe this one? It's it's obviously wrapped in some kind of purple. Purple beams? Yeah, yeah. So it, to me, it is... Um, it's It's got the... It's got a Kashidi face... Inside of it, which is, it's got to be, yeah, Khajiit Huntress and, and Werewolf Lord. And it's like an all silver, it's almost like a silver dawn type. It's all silver with like ornate carvings and stuff on it. There's horns on the top. This is a shield I'm talking about. <laughs> There's like four horns on top of the shield and her like helmeted face is inset into this shield. And there is a purple smoky hue around the entire thing. Looks like a tower shield, too. Yes. Yes. That is bitchin'. 
That's big cool. fan. Yep. I like that. That's a good one. Um, next for wardrobe costumes, you got Syrod Gentry's Town Gown. So for those of you who are interested in costumes, this is really pretty. Uh, quote, tailored from sheerest linen. This aristocratic gown is as darling as it is discreet. Uh, whether you're dining or dancing, shopping, or just showing off, this is for you. So there's that. This will be available. Uh, it's a white gown, pretty much. Um, uh, let's see. Available from June 3rd to June 10th. So that's that. Uh, bounding. you got the bonding right vestment. That's the Argonian piece. Uh, that's usually available. No, not usually. It is currently available uh, until June 14th for PC and Mac. And it'll be available on June 8th through the 14th for console. Uh, next up, you got the Mash Marsh Lord formal bug shell robes. That's pretty cool. I this think is... I I think I have those. Is that I have new? something very similar to it. But okay, so man, all all this Argonian stuff, and then and like some of the quest lines and stuff I'm going through right now in Blackwood. Them freaking lizards are growing on me big time. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yes. They are. And I'm not yep. saying that to impress Lehman. Okay? <laughs> like I love you, Lehman, but I this is I'm being I'm being true dat right now. I'm being full true dat. The Argonians are inching their way into my heart. I would agree, hundred percent. Yeah. I would agree, hundred percent. Uh so for those of you who I don't know, I'll, we'll be talking about that here in a few, but um the so this is, quote, for the Saxlil who dares to scintillate the reclusive Yaxa the Hermit. Yaxa the Hermit pre- presents the season's must-have formal wear, the multi-layered martial lord rope set sewn with shiny shells of thousands of tiny swamp insects. Oh, my gosh. Dude, that was almost like Sally sells seashells upon the seashore. Holy cow. <laughs> I don't know what I'm wearing at the moment, but there's seashells all over me. <laughs> So it's a robe. It looks pretty awesome, um, if, especially if you're an Argonian. This is right up your alley. Um, it's kind of has yeah. the um, the light armor. One of the favorite pieces in this game to me are the light armor shoulder pieces that just wrap around your shoulders and over your chest and over your back, especially yeah, like, like the leathers. Yeah. Well, this has mm-hmm. that same look around the shoulder. Sept has some um, some kind of I wouldn't say fur. I don't know if that's just like bamboo string strands or. I don't know, but anyway, oh, it, it's it's Wookie mane. It's made oh. out of Wookie. All right, so you can wear Chewy, as well as looks like a bird skull on the shoulders. Um, all right, I'm gonna try to keep moving this along here. Evelie's uh, adventuring leathers. Now this is cool. Well, hang on. What happened? We're gonna mark time. Mark time. We're gonna mark time. We're Thirty-one gonna, we're twenty-eight. Gonna, we're gonna record the date. All right. Because I'm proud of you. What happened? You you flowed right through it. You didn't call her evil eye. <laughs> you really, really came through for me on this one upon the launch of Blackwood. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. Been working real right. hard. Been putting time in. Going late in the evenings. Truly are. We have a tutor. We have a tutor. <laughs> now have, we now have a Tamrielic tutor. I don't know if you guys do that or not. And uh, it turns out that uh, Dwemer Drops actually works for just regular pronunciations too. Actually a thing. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a reverse effect. 60% of the time it works every time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm actually I'm excited about this one, so I'll stop interrupting you. This one's cool. So, Adventuring Leathers. Hey, you want to look like Evely? Sharp Arrow, you totally can. 
this outfit's supple leather provides protection while still allowing for astounding trick shots and dizzying acrobatics. This is available on all platforms starting on June 10th. Folks, this looks legitimately like Evely's armor. Um, this looks awesome. Uh, if you are a fan of the Wood Elves, I know Cash is. Mm-hmm. This is right up your alley. Um, you know, sometimes you get those armor pieces in game that are like metal or um, some kind of like rough metal look to it, and it looks shiny. Like it doesn't look like metal. Yeah. This like it almost looks like a suede in some some cases. This I don't think it has does. that. I don't think this has it, that. Well, if you look at if you look at the um, the hip girdle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see how there's a little bit of shine to it? Yeah. Like, you know how a suede will start as suede, and then as the suede starts to rub off, it will get a little bit of a shine? Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. And I'm completely happy with that, because it makes it look a little bit more worn. Like, like she's actually an adventurer, which is a thousand percent what Ebony is. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, I agree. So, hey, this is awesome. Um, Look, if you... Like Evely's, uh, man, I about messed it up. Uh, outfit, it's totally there. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. This I'll, looks good. I will, I will for sure be purchasing this for my Wood Elf. I, every one. time something Wood Elf comes up, but I have not found anything that I love more. There's no costume that I love more than the Green Priest's robes. Have you washed those robes yet? Because I haven't seen you take and take those off in going on two months. Nah. Nah, they just they smell of just adventuring and mud and terrible decisions. Bad decisions. Yep. <laughs> and rot meth. That's the one. And rot meth. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Uh, next up, Star Made Wolf's Head. So this one's always a returning, uh, returning uh, moment for us here on the show every year. Ah, <laughs> the the old paws on the on the uh, on the torso. Wait a, wait a minute, did they shorten those? <gasps> did they shorten down those paws? Did, did that happen? Rich, I know you're in chat. I did know they you're shorten? Here. <laughs> I think they shortened the this paws different. down. This looks different. Okay, because okay, folks, just for a little bit of history here. Last year, when this set came out, those wolf paws were legit. Holding her boobies. <laughs> Legit. I think they shortened them down. This looks... <laughs> so... <laughs> this looks way more appropriate. Oh, my God. I love it. And Rich answers with an exclamation point. <laughs> I, oh. Dude, we need... We have to look... We have to research this. Because if they did... That is infinite love to Zoss. Look at, look at the Ground <laughs> Store Showcase for May 2020. Uh, you may find it. Oh, oh that, is, that is so that's funny. That's so funny. Well, hey, for yeah. The, yeah, like Cash said, for those who don't know, there's a wolf's head. Its paws wraps around your shoulders down to your chest. Uh, but it's it's a robe. It's a red robe with some <laughs> gold accents. It does look different now that you say uh, that. I swear to God, we're five. Oh. <laughs> the... <laughs> Next up, you got the personalities swashbucklers back. This is going to be uh, actually it's 
It's available right now for uh, all them. Or wait, no, during Mid-Year Mayhem Celebration. I'm sorry. So that's coming. Here. DLC for Graymore. Hey, that's, uh, let's see. Graymore will be available in the Crown Store with the launch of Blackwood. So it's available now for PC and Mac. And it will be available for Xbox, PS5, all those good good consoles uh, starting on June 8th. Uh, Graymore Collector's Pack, that's coming back as well. You can get that during the same time frame I just announced. Uh, Year 2 Mega Pack. This is a DLC bundle. This is pretty cool. So, uh, quote, get the Year 2 Mega Pack of ESO DLC for one bargain price. Treat yourself to a broad array of new content for every playstyle. This is available starting June 21st. Yep, you get to go through, and apparently you get to see just how amazing Soth the Seal is and all the <laughs> things that he does and creates this little city. There's a little turmoil goes on in the little city. You can probably learn a little something about how he betrayed the mortal realm. <laughs> oh, uh, events are back. Uh, let's see uh, who we got here. What's her name? I always forget her name. She didn't know her name's not listed. Empresario. That's what I was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So she Mm -hmm. she's coming back. Uh, This will be during the mid year mayhem celebration. So stay tuned for uh, more details on that. For furniture, you got the music box, Liberation of Leowin. Man, they are up in their game every time with the way these music boxes look. Uh, so for those listening, this is a looks like a imperial, like a portion of a, a imperial tower or castle. And it's been, uh, it's got a drawbridge on the front, wood windows on the sides, and it appears to be animated. Look how far you know that, they've come on this. This is amazing. Yeah, you know what that looks like to me? What that's reminiscent of? What? The new, the new portals after you finish the, um, the tutorial. That looks oh. to me like the new portals where you get to kind of choose your adventure and choose where you go. So, folks, if you didn't know, uh, a, it's introduced in Blackwood. Along with the new tutorial experience, if you roll a new character, after that is over, you can now choose a portal for the zone and content that you want to go to in Tamriel. Yeah. And it, we talked about it uh, the other day. It, it looks a lot like, obviously in ESO fashion, but it looks a lot like, uh, like the mage portals from World of Warcraft, but way freaking better because it's like a big archway and this beautifully rendered scene in the background for, these air, for the new areas that you can go to uh, and choose where you want your character to continue their adventure after the tutorial experience, so... That's what this is reminiscent of to me. Just oh, yeah. like, you know, stepping through this gateway into, you know, your adventure. This looks so good. So, so good. Yeah. Uh, so this is available on all platforms starting on June 10th. Make sure you take a look at that because that looks really, really cool. Man. I literally smell a brush fire right now. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I know. This, so here's a little dip into my world, my friends. I know that smell from a mile away. That is burning vegetation. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like looking out my window that has the drapes drawn. See smoke? So, no, but I smell it. There's a brush fire. Well, make sure somewhere. you put your beard in your mouth. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to Southern California, where there's always something going on. 
Jesus place. Oh, man. So Cal Grantide's Ascent, this statue, if you all remember this from elsewhere, this is going to be available from June 24th to July 8th. Next, you got the music box Diamond Melody. This is awesome looking, uh, an awesome looking music box in the theme of Imperials, Ooh. red and gold. Uh, this is available during the Mid Here Mayhem Celebration event, so keep your eyes out for that. Also, ESL Plus members, you'll receive a discount on that item as well. For houses, you've got Water's Edge. Now, this is the first home available with Blackwood's release. It says, quote, Those seeking a taste of river life without all the flooding can find everything they need in this cozy bridge home. With both the Outlaw's Refuge and the Leowin Castle just a brief walk away, it's the perfect spot for nobles and lowlifes alike. End quote. This is available now uh, on uh, PC Mac. It'll be available on uh, June 8th for console. I walked through it last night. Yeah, man. That's a good one. It, dude, it's bitching. It is right in downtown Leowin. Yeah. Oh. And I I was like, this is a bitching house. Like the best part about it, you can like hang out on on the back like the back balcony. Yeah. And you like you're in Leowin. Yeah. It's and I know that there's other houses out there like this, but Leowin is, has a very special place in my heart, um, just from Oblivion, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Oh, I can't wait! I know, like my minute. legs are, sh- my legs are literally shaking. <laughs> I want to talk about this. I know, so bad. I know, I know. I know. Uh, we're almost done. We're about three quarters of the way through on this. Uh, so then you've got the Potentate's Retreat. This is a very, very large uh, home. It's a noble, a noble home available from June 24th to July 8th. This has furnished and unfurnished versions available. For mounts, you've got the Mainlord Nightmare Cinch. This is available from June 3rd to June 10th. This is essentially a lion that's uh, in the nightmare forms. If you've stuck around ESO for any period of time, you'll know what we're talking about. It's a yep. dark mount. It's a well, essentially a black mount. And then it's got the um, the lava-esque veins um, on, on each leg. And then fire tips all over its head, its nostrils, its eyes, fires everywhere. Pretty gnarly. It's a, it's a lion. It's a lion. Is it a liger? Right. <laughs> it's bred for its skills of magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much my favorite animal. It's pretty much my favorite. <laughs> That's a, we are closely approaching the time when a lot of people aren't even going to know what that what I, we're talking about I when we say know, that. Oh man. Napoleon Dynamite, my friends. It's one of the best movies ever. Made. There's I th- this year is making me feel old. I'm around a lot of younger of the gener- younger generations, two decades ahead of me. Just like, oh my gosh, two decades beheaded you. Whoa! Wait, ahead of me. What I say? Ahead. You said two two decades beheaded you. No, I have my head. It's attached. That's that sounds painful. Things are okay. Thank thank the divines. Uh, Imperial Warhorse. This is available uh, during the Mid-Year Mayhem event. It's coming back. It's a pretty awesome-looking horse. Imperial-themed. All kinds of Imperial drapes. Uh, then you got the Nightmare Cinch Cub for a pet coming back uh, from June 3rd to June 10th. The Blue Oasis Dragon Frog. This one's pretty gnarly-looking. Uh, oh. It's <laughs> available from June 7th <laughs> to June 14th on PC Mac and June 8th to June 14th for console. ESO Plus members get discounts. And then there's Marmaduke. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good-looking dog. Great Danian hound. This, uh, hey, Rich has one of these. I yeah, think this is got a great Dane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this yep. legitimately, I don't know if, 
I think this I, looks just like what I, it is. I think Rich's dog's name is Cadwell? Yeah. I think. Something like that. Yeah. Are we close? I don't know. Uh, I, this I is, think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. We nailed it. During Mid-Year Mayhem Celebration event, you can pick the, this, this pet up. Uh, of course, ESO Plus members get discounts as well. For upgrades, you got the Alliance War Skill line scroll. Um, this will be available starting on June 24th. Now, forgive me for my ignorance. I don't remember this ever being a thing. Um, so I'm just going to read this now. <laughs> and if you already know about it, if this has been a thing, and I've missed it for the last two and a half years, please let me know. All right, so this consumable can be used only by players level 10 and above. You gain a 150% experience bonus to Alliance rank and Alliance, Alliance war skill lines from all sources for one hour. This timer pauses when you are offline and resumes when you return. This bonus is compatible with other foods or drinks. Yeah. I'm kind of at a loss for words because I don't remember Alliance War Skill scrolls. I mean, they work the same way that other experience scrolls do. I think do. this is new. Unless something happened while we were on a break that we didn't know about. I know. You guys don't give us a hard time. We were on a break! <laughs> well, there's also a major version of this as well. It's 100% instead of 150%. Uh, these will uh, the major uh, version of this will be available on all platforms starting June 24th as well. So that is your May Crown Store showcase, friends. I got a question. I have an answer. If we were right on the name of Rich Lambert's Great Dane, does that make us stalkers? Because that would be great. I mean, I'm leaning more towards like well informed. <laughs> No. That's stalkers. I mean, you... I mean, not... All right. That's that's a strong possibility, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, Sorry. So as we step into Blackwood's release, we want to make mention real quick, there is a lot of streams happening, a lot of official and sponsored streams. There is a whole list. Go to ElderScrollsOnline.com if you're interested. All kinds of different people involved, uh, companies as well. Go take a look. It's going to be a really, really good month for ESO streams. All right. Particularly. Including. Including. including our good, good friend, Hyperpixie. She's going to be, uh, she's oh, on yeah, the stream yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. And she will be streaming on Saturday night. There you go. So go and support her and all the other streamers. Because they're all absolutely fantastic streamers. Absolutely. But we love Pixie because we know her and she's our friend. Absolutely. So if you haven't yeah. subbed, go, but, go, oh, go, go throw I mean, how many of them we know? We know freaking all of them. <laughs> we, know, yeah. we know all of them. We play D&D &D with her, but like, you know, we Maddie, absolutely love Maddie gone. Uh, Ninja614, same thing. Lucky Ghost, who we haven't really actually met before, but I absolutely freaking love that guy's streams. I think he's probably one of the nicest guys in ESO. Yeah, good dude. Is luck, Lucky Ghost. Yeah. yeah, super chill. I was uh, I was lurking the other day in one of his streams. This is very chill. Like it. See, so we do stalk people. Well, everyone lurks. People are lurking right now. It's healthy. I mean, you know, do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> do what you got. Yeah, do. I mean, I mean, the game director's name yeah. is Slash Lurk. Yeah, I mean, you can't so. get any more, you know, lurky than that. Yeah. There you go. There All you right, go. so anyway, check that out. All right, so the Elder Scrolls Online Blackwood 
And Update 30 is now live on PC and Mac. This coming to us from ElderScrollsOnline.com. So what we're going to do here is we're if you have been living under a rock and you're not sure what is involved in this chapter, we're going to give you a quick overview, and then we're going to dive right in and talk about it with our first impressions, okay? So, quote, The Daedric Prince of Destruction, Mayrunes Dagon, has dire plans for the people of Tamriel, and they begin in the lush marshlands of Blackwood. This new adventure features a complex tale of ambition and revolution that is part of the larger Gates of Oblivion year-long saga that began with the Flames of Ambition DLC in February and continues throughout all of 2021. End quote. So, best, best idea ever. Sorry, that was a fun yep. fact. No, it was good. Uh, so... To give you a whole wrap-up, a synopsis of everything we're looking at with the Blackwood chapter, you can experience the new Blackwood Zone, new main storyline, unravel a da- of uh, unravel Daedric ambitions and schemes, new system companions, twelve-player trial, Rock Grove, a new type of world event, Oblivion Portals, a host of new and unique side quests, stories, characters, and challenges, and of course, a selection of new item sets, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, collectibles, and achievements. There are the usual versions. So you got the black, regular Blackwood version, the Collector's Edition. And if you already own ESO and you want to upgrade, you can go the Blackwood Upgrade uh, or just the Blackwood Upgrade Collector's Edition. Okay? Um, if you are... Uh, here's the official version of this. So if you are a brand new player, the ESO collection, Blackwood includes the base game, the Blackwood chapter, and all previous chapters. If you already own ESO and its previous chapters, the Blackwood upgrade grants you access to the new chapter. Okay? So there you go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sound like dad. Yeah. It, it like gets I, you all of them. Like I'm so laying down get the that lock. one, it gets you all of them. Okay? Yeah, yeah you get them all. All right. So I, I'm, I'm just going to like take a step back, and then we'll just get through the rest of this as we get through it. Friends, dude, Blackwood. <laughs> Let's, can we start the trailer? Can we start at the top and just kind of, like, the trailer? I mean, that was like, um, for anyone here at Lord Seekers Live, they saw it before we came on, and, uh, dude, holy crap. That was so, so good. I'm I'm absolutely with you, and I'm, like, relishing in this right now as I pour a beer. Yeah. I'm very excited to talk about blackwood because um yeah yeah let's start with the trailer i think that's a very good place to start um i loved the cliffhanger of the trailers and as these trailers evolve as we click along in the years of the life of elder scrolls online everything gets better they're not holding it. They're not holding anything back. Oh man! Oh man! Um, they have. Um, they very clearly have the support, the funding, the team, and as we have gone through this, as of now, year and a half of absolute poop in our lives. Yeah. Elder Scrolls Online has, th- they've, I don't want to say they've thrived through this because it'll, it'll sound like that they're, you know, they're capitalizing on everybody being home or something, but, but it, it is what it is. 
Well, my point is, is that as we as their players have struggled through various things over the past year and a half, they have not only continued to deliver an experience for us that is worthy and interesting and exciting and engaging and there's cliffhangers, they have upped the bar yet again. So my point with starting with the trailer is that the quality of these things continue to get better and better and better. And and I'm not going to lie. I think one of the things that I was most impressed about with this series of most recent trailers is that not a word was spoken, but a story was told in everything you were doing. Like the first time we saw Larynth, it was like, Oh my God, like that's Lyrinth in freaking high def. And she looked amazing. And she had that freaking mask on with those red eyes. And you're like, who's that? And then they reveal. So it's like they there's there's teasing, there's elation when we watch these things. And then the, for me, like the introduction of Evely into this whole thing, just an amazing character. And like it doesn't inside the game sometimes it doesn't do her justice because she is she's fun and funny and you know she you know she'll say like these like off the wall things that will make you laugh but she's an absolute badass in combat you know like oh my god guys i could talk about this stuff forever i seriously could but and this is just the trailer it's so good it's so good i honestly wondered um I honestly wondered coming into this chapter, because uh, I'd already seen Oblivion, right? Um, Grant, I already seen Morrowind and all these things, but Oblivion had a special place for me personally at the time I played it on you know single player RPGs back in the day, and so I wondered how is this going to go? You know, I wondered uh, where is it going to go, and uh, I sat down and it it hit me like a tidal wave when I sat down and I saw that cinematic trailer and I got to see Mayroon's in all his glory all HD glory <laughs> and yeah. and oblivion and then it just brought me it was just like you ever see those movies where it's like you see a flashback and you hear like the wind whistling like they're going through all these memories and then all of a sudden they get to that one part and it's just like boom it's just like that was it for me it's just I'm like oh I am home it's yeah. just it, it brought back so many feels and so many memories and just being in oblivion uh, and just seeing again and this just keeps compounding every single time they put out anything regarding Mayroons and his followers. There is a a violence that comes from his followers that yes. shows no mercy. There is no hesitation, none. They are dedicated and they will deal with you in a heartbeat. And that, to me, speaks volumes over yeah. every other cinematic and chapter we've seen so far. When you relate them to the other, you know, Daedric Princes, etc. There is something that is being shown here that has not been seen in a long, long time. Yeah, there is there is an air of evil there. Yes. And, and the only... Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I... When I think of the Dark Brotherhood, it brings me right back into 
this chair in this office, um, when I played through Oblivion and Skyrim Dark Brotherhood for the first time, and you guys, I'm not, I am not going to lie to you, that, that content in those games, particularly Oblivion, because that was my first giant leap into that dark, devious character. Uh, going through that content, it left an imprint on my mind of sinister evil, like where your character, because like we've talked about it before, I play characters that are that are good, and like if I were to give them an alignment in Dungeons and Dragons, it would be lawful good. Like that's how I play my characters. But man, when I took that dive into evil into the Dark Brotherhood. It changed my gameplay experience. It shook me. This is going to sound so cheesy, and I am not even sorry for it. It shook me to my core as a person to have that, like, that connection and that, like, playing that evil persona. When I saw the trailer, and just like Jibs is talking about, to see the evil in... Um, in the in those characters in um, Mayrune's Dagon's followers, they have that air of evil to me, and like yeah. that's how that's how they hit me. Like that that when they were sitting on that on that hilltop uh, at that shrine, and they were doing they were do- going through that ritual, that gave me chills. Yeah, I mean, is is that okay? Like, can, oh. can, sh- should that be happening? That's when you know it's good. <laughs> I know. Oh man, I'm, look, no. Uh, <laughs> that Dramora in that trailer, watching him take it to all three of them, mm. I instantly was a yeah. fan. Because, the Jedi Dramora, dude, that guy was gnarly. He brought his shield up to protect his master, caught the two arrows from Evely. And went to work. I was rooting for him. I honestly thought he was going to kill the Argonian, and I was rooting for him to do so. Like I, I love that he was, guy. <laughs> I, I love that too. guy. I'm like, kill him, do it. Yeah, go. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was so good. But wait, so so, but just like listen to the way that we're even talking about this. So when you take that like down to the brass tacks, when a trailer can do that to you. <laughs> They're telling a story without saying a word, you guys. And that is what, that's what grips you. So to start off, like when you, when you first download and install the new chapter, that's the first thing you see is that trailer. And you want to talk about getting pumped up to log into your character and to find that first little arrow over the NPC and know that you get to start that quest. Like you're watching that trailer and you're just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. By the time it's done, you're jumping in your chair going, yeah, this is what we do. (laughs) Screaming. And your wife bursts in and says, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's just, it's, it's my game. And she's just like, God, I thought you were, thought you were having a cerebral accident. So, Oh. Anyway, yeah, it was that okay. I think we should probably move on from the trailer because I don't know if you guys caught that, 
but we liked it. So good. Yeah. It was so, so freaking awesome. So, so good. Um, mm-hmm. And it totally brought... It, 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 it bridged the gap for me. That trailer. 100%. Bridged the gap for me between whether or not I was questioning, you know, what, what this chapter was really about and if it was something that was really going to be, you know, where my head was at with it for a, a year's time, you know, because we're, we're locked in for a year. So I'm like, all right. Is this going to be something I'm really going to be sinking my teeth into, you know, where I'm at with this? And that trailer bridged every gap for me. The, any question that I had, you know, any concern I may have had, gone instantly. Right. And I, like, I will all freely admit that I find myself more hooked to this story than I was for the Western Skyrim story. Oh my gosh. I feel, I just feel more of a connection with this story. And it, um, like that one was good. Don't get me wrong. And I did enjoy that story, but then I got to Markarth and I was like, oh damn. And I enjoyed that story even more. Yeah. And now that, now that this story is here, like I love this zone and we'll talk about that in a minute. I love this zone. But this story has me like wanting to, at least last night, I wanted to brew a pot of coffee at 11 at night and just say, F it, I'm up, I'm doing this thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, okay, I have a show tomorrow, I need to adult, and I, I don't want the story to be over. Right. And that's that's like what's where my head's at right now. I don't know where I'm at in the story and I'm not I'm I'm not willing to share because I don't want to give any spoilers away where I'm at. But so I don't know how much more story there is. I haven't even looked at my at my zone um completion and stuff because I don't want to know. I like it that much. It's hard that's, to put down. It is very it's like a it's like a very good book. Right it's, now it is yes. very difficult oh, to put it down. Perfectly stated. Exactly. This is a hundred percent that perfect book. This, this to me is like, like I mean, pick your favorite book. Like to me, it's like me personally, it's like sitting down for the first time reading the Darth Bane series, you know, from Drew Carpishan. I mean, it's just yes. like it hooks yes. you in a way that there is. I will say this without question: this is so far is proving to be my favorite chapter of all time, it, it, above Morrowind, above all of it, and it's not just because of the zone. It's the way, like everything you just said, it's the way that everything is being portrayed and everything that's being narrated and the story that's being told. The way that the zone is laid out, to me, harkens back in its, I put a tweet about this earlier, it harkens back to me the most purest single player RPG experience that those games offered because of one little thing that stood out to me. Number one, you step in Leowin, and you're going to see businesses that are not listed on your map, that have signs out front, that have names, and that you can go in and interact with everything going on in there. How many that and that to me stands out in all the cities. Anytime you go into single play like Oblivion or Skyrim, you see all these businesses, right? What this, to me, does is it gives those NPCs identity, and it gives the world identity. Like, these NPCs have claimed this part of this world, and it adds depth to it, like the old single-player RPGs. And so immediately, I turned everything off on my map. 
everything. I don't know where anything is. I know where the trial is, because that's always marked. But I'm like, I want to capture, in its truest form, that sense of discovery with this chapter. So I have everything right. off and just finding it as you go and as you play. Dude, this to me is my favorite. This, this is incredible. I love it. You know how I know that you're not full of absolute shit? Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I know you pretty well. but <laughs> I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. So, so yesterday, um, the Lore Seekers Guild was running through the trial. And I, I had hit you up early in the day. Dude, sign up for the trial. It's tonight. Um, they're they're going to do a blind run through the trial. And um, I actually ended up signing up for the Thursday trial instead, so I kind of screwed myself over. And like, if you, just a side, a side note, like in Lore Seekers Guild, if you don't sign up for the trial, like within the first 10 minutes, like you're effed. <laughs> it's, it's not happening for you. You're going to be number 20 on the list. So anyway, I didn't even get to go. But I was hitting jibs up about about going because I like I love running content with him. So I'm like, dude, just hop in there and do it. It's like it's perfect time for you. And he texted me back and said, I want to dive into the story on my own tonight. And I and I was like, dude, totally get it. I didn't hear another word from him for 12 hours. <laughs> and I know you weren't playing for 12 hours because you have to adult. You had to adult more than I did today. You had to go to work. I was off. But that is how I know that you were fully engrossed in the story last night and playing because I didn't hear a peep it's, out of you. Uh, dude, it's incredible. Everything, the way it's yeah. laid out. Like you, I, I went to a, 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 a delve. I think it was uh, uh, Undertow is the name of the delve. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm not going to spoil anything at all. But there's a point in the in the delve where I notice like oh, that animal looks it's one we are all very aware of, but like wow, that looks really unique. I later picked up a quest in the city of Leowin that specifically dealt with this animal. And I'm like, yeah. I thought that looked unique. Like it just these pieces are just piecing together. And the way that the story is laid out for you with these quests, it's not it's not everyone running up to you. But was adventurer, we've been looking for you, blah blah blah. No, it's organically found. You you walk around the city, and of course you're gonna have your you know, of course you're gonna have your daily quests from your NPCs. You know, you're you're gonna have those, those those daily quests, but you're seeing these flyers every now and then. And it's it's not just some random flyer, like that's, you know, how you complete a quest and you never meet anybody. Like you pick up this flyer like way out in the middle of the world. And it has it has depth to it. You're going back, you're talking to NPCs tied to Oh, you saw this. Oh, you you were you know, it's like it gives you that option to explore that content in a much more inviting way than that's ever been done with with this game previously. And it makes you, as a result, it makes you want to invest more into these quests. It makes you want to go out and explore. I found myself today, and I know I'm ranting and I'm sorry, but I... No, you're just, that's kind of what we do. Uh, it's 100% what we do. <laughs> I found myself today, like, having to just stop everything and just, like, go explore. Go explore and just run and see where I end up. I ended up finding a world boss I didn't know existed. We ended up three-manning it with, with um, some randoms out in the world. And it was a hard fight. It was an awesome fight. It's just, this is, wow. 
Somerset was by far, I think, the most beautiful chapter ever to release. And it's, yeah, because it's it's, it's High Elves and Somerset, and that was the point, and that was one thing that they talked about back then. But this, to me, is ugh, it's this is if this is if this was the only chapter that we had to play, and we only, could only look forward to the things that are coming in the years, year after year. This is one heck of a foundation that they could build off of because my goodness, did they didn't just knock it out of the park? They knocked it out of the freaking solar system. It's awesome. Yeah, and, and like if you if you've listened to the Lore Seekers podcast for for an amount of time, at least through some of these chapters that they've that they've released in recent years, we continually say I truly think that this is the best one I've played. I really think this is the best one I've played. And that lends to nothing more than this, my friends. Elder Scrolls Online and the team at Zenimax is raising the bar for every single one of these DLCs that are coming out. And they continually get better. And it's not that like we're giving lip service to it. And we've already had the argument over, oh, these guys are fanboys. Like, uh, yeah, like, duh. <laughs> we run a freaking weekly show about the game that we love. Of freaking course we're fanboys. But if there is something that we don't like about the game, then we have our way of telling you that we'd like to see improvements here. We're not afraid to do that. But... We also, I think, we speak from the heart when we talk about how each concurrent chapter is better and better. And I, I really think this one's my favorite. Now, you know what, dude? Like, I really like this one, but man, this next one is so good. It's because the bar is continually being raised. So, it's kind of the second point that I wanted to make is that Jibs mentioned something in particular about RPGs and about how. The cities look alive and, you know, it, it, you know, people have their routes and like you could sit there and watch an NPC and yeah, he's got his route that he'll walk and stuff, but sometimes they'll walk all around the city. It just brings life yeah. to these cities. And if you were to not think of Elder Scrolls Online as an MMO at all, because I think that really bums a lot of people out, and I think that's a deterrent for a lot of people to not play the game. But the game is so much more than an RPG. It is... It's so more than an MMO, is what I'm trying to say. It where as an MMO has all these certain aspects... But this is like an action RPG that you can play with your friends. And the reason that I say that is because all the aspects of an RPG is here. Not just the MMO part, but every place you go, if you just stop and get off your mount or walk to the next destination or run to the next destination, every single time you are near an NPC... They react to where you, they react to your presence. You can talk to them. Some of them will just grunt at you, but a vast majority of them, they'll freaking talk to you. It opens up into a conversation. If even if it's a short conversation, they're going to say something to you, but they acknowledge that you're there. And yeah. that is a huge part of walking through each one of these cities. And it's no different 
in Leowin. And I, I'm going to parlay this into my next point. We talked a lot about this when we did our lore lesson on Leowin. I was excited and anxious to see if the similarities between the Leowin of Oblivion were going to be, and, and the surrounding area, uh, the county of Leowin, the, uh, the area along the yellow and the green road that, that runs from Cyrodiil into the southern parts of Black Marsh and Blackwood. If those areas were going to be similar to what we saw in Oblivion, and I was not disappointed <laughs> at all. I mean, those a lot of those areas, because remember, we're talking a difference between the third era. This is thousands of years later when actual Elder Scrolls Oblivion took place. And we're in, in the middle of the second era. So you don't really know what's going to be there a thousand years earlier. But lo and behold, like, um, there are locations all throughout the zone in Blackwood that we're playing right now that you will still see in Oblivion. And the way that they nailed, absolutely nailed the terrain and the topography oh, yeah. of Blackwood, where Leoin is, it is perfect. Yeah. They did an amazing job of showing what that area of our world looks like. There's a mist. There's some portions that are hilly, but for the most part, you are dealing with swamplands. Like, go to Gideon. Gideon... Like parts of Gideon in the city are overgrown. It's it's swampy in the city walls. I mean, it is Gideon exactly the way it's supposed to look. And to me, from a from a grassroots perspective, that is the story that Zenimax is telling with their uh, with their chapters is to the lore to the books, to the way that it's supposed to be, to the way that it's described and shown in some of the other games, it all is right. But it is beautiful because it is the the the, the graphics and the creation and the high definition of 2021. And that's what we're experiencing with this expansion, the chapter. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gone Crazy uh, in chat says... Uh, quote, forgive me if you said this, but hearing the bells in Leowin adds so much. The ambience yes. noise is so good. Uh, absolutely. I, I logged in early morning, uh, th- got show notes you know, wrapped up, and then I logged in, and right as it was 8 o'clock. And this was coincidence, because I later found out it does randomly, but it was 8 o'clock. Actually, 8.01, and the bell was tolling. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, at the top of the hour... And then the ambience, you just, oh, it's, this is, this is awesome. I, I really hope, I really, really hope, um, heck, we haven't even talked about companions or the ability, the new uh, ability timer stuff, and but um, I really hope that they keep building off this in the future because they've gotten to this place now. Like, everything they've done is build up to this. And everything they do afterward can be built upon this. And one of those things is, I hope is that they continue to invest in the NPCs and the worlds like you talk about, you know, bringing them yeah. to to life even more. Putting things in the game that's not on the map, you know, that's not listed. 
do those things and incre- increase that discoverability for you know uh, for your players and just because it just it just sucks you right in, man. And the story you talk story, dude. Oh, Graymore to me. And respectfully, I say I felt like Graymore uh, really kind of foretold a lot. Like you could kind of just see where things were going. With this, you have no idea. And it's oh, no. one heck of a ride. It's you you said it right. It's like the perfect novel. That's exactly yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, because as of right now, uh there there have been several surprises in the storyline where I was like, Whoa, okay. Um, that's a twist. Yeah. And uh so so that I'm really enjoying. But one of the things that I wanted to say too, just about because I spent about an hour, hour and a half yesterday when I first logged in just walking around Leowin and and looking at, at the area and stuff. One of the big things that I wanted to see uh, was the chapel for one. Yes. Um, that was uh, yeah. that was one of the things that I wanted to see. And that one just like totally stands out to me. And, and of, of course, the bells are tolling from the chapel. Um, but the other one was a difference from Oblivion to... Elder Scrolls Online's version of Leowin, and that was the statue of Saisahan that's right out in front of the Fighters Guild. That meant something to me because we have covered the reasons why Saisahan should be memorialized in Leowin. And the reason being is because when the Longhouse Emperors, and we've talked about this before, so is, if this is boring, then I'm sorry, not sorry. But when the Longhouse Emperors, which were the Reachmen that were in power for 40-ish plus years, they used to uh, rule over Leowin. And when you think back to when Leovic at the time made Daedric worship legal and that was a straw that broke the camel's back for Varen Equilarius so he rallied the Colovians the Colovians came to his side and of course Saisahan was one of his commanders so Saisahan single handedly saved Leowin by fighting at the gates and that was one of the one of the most amazing stories of pure badassery that I've ever heard was that Saisahan single-handedly killed multiple waves of the Longhouse Emperor's troops and single-handedly saved Leowin. So to see his statue in front of the Fighters Guild like was such a sense of pride for me. Now I love Saisahan anyway. I just I think that character he's such a badass character. And to see that there shows me the attention to detail that they have not left out of this chapter or any freaking chapter they do. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should get more into the gameplay and stuff, but like that for me as a seeker of lore was just so satisfying and so impressive to see that there. And that's of course, that's not going to be there in oblivion because that story had not been told yet. You guys. And I said this time, time and time again, Zenimax working in conjunction with Bethesda 
is writing more lore for Elder Scrolls Online than than for any of all the other games combined. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that. Have you uh, spoken with NPCs regarding Sai Sahan around there? Mm-mm. You should take time and look and just uh, look around there. You're going to be... I will. You're going to be enthused. Um, yeah, man, I'm glad you said that. Um, just just a wonderful... I haven't even gotten my companion yet. Have you gotten yours I yet? Have, nope. I have I want no it to happen idea. Or, I want it to happen organically. Yes. I have so, no idea where to even find mine yet. Yep, I'll find them eventually. I'll find yep. both of them eventually. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, I want... Um, forget her name but i want the dark elf like really oh, badly I think she's gonna be my she's gonna be my forever companion absolutely yeah yeah um so wow uh i would say overall we'll probably we'll probably talk about the item sets next week as we further dive into this but um yeah. overall like what an addition now did you see with update 30 we have the endeavor system which you know is not coming yet it's coming later this month but but the system is there, you know. The foundation is there. It's just waiting for them to add those, you know, those dailies and weeklies in. Did you see the ability bar timer addition they made? I did, I did. Did you test? Have you tested that yet? I haven't tested it out. But you know why I why I like that because it gives me hope that slowly but surely these things that we have to have add-ons for are going to start being put natively into the game. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent. Anytime that you can, and you know, we said this years ago, wow, that feels weird, but years ago at this point, you know, your player base should never need to depend on something outside of the game, you know, to play your game to the best that it possibly can. And I think one of those things uh, in a lot of ways is ability bar timers, right? Um, particularly for those who are wanting those laser tight parses or you know rotations, particularly when it matters in those vet trials, right? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I absolutely have to have those timers. Agreed. So I tested it out today. I went out and about, and I was very I I dig it. Um, there are some things that I would like to see added before I fully implement it. Uh, but essentially, and, and for those who don't know, I'll, I'll read this base quote for you. So it says, a new addition to your combat settings menu, ability bar timers allow you to see a timer over an ability's icon that indicates the remaining duration of its effect. You can enable this timer for both your front and back bars, allowing helping you stay on top of things during ESO's fast-paced content. These options are set to off by default, but you can enable them both for keyboard and gamepad within your settings so i enabled it i i turned off action duration reminder that's pretty much the go-to one of the go-to's uh for ability bar timers for add-ons for pc mac so i turned it off and i turned this on and i can say wholeheartedly it's awesome uh the front bar it has the timer there when you switch to your back bar instead of a number it gives you a meter right it's very small but it's a meter right above your ability That'll slowly decline, um, and then it'll, it'll start tracking your new abilities that you put down. I think that it's a great start. I hope, overall, I hope that they enable some, uh, just some customization with this. For instance, the bar, the meter going down, it felt like I was looser on my rotations when I was doing that because I want I, I may be just if I'm being a snob, tell me, but I want to be down to the second when ability is over with. When I oh, yeah. put it right That's back not on, being, 
that's not being a snob. That's being a min-maxer. And as much as we say we're not, we are. Because those endgame parses mean a lot to us to be able to maximize the amount of damage we're putting out. Right. It's important. Yeah. And so in that regard, I would like to see more than just a meter. Uh, some customization, you know, even if you could have a second, you know, and you could, and maybe, I don't know, resize the number within that said window, that said ability min- window. Um, I think that would be great. Uh, so hopefully, you know, I don't know if this is a one and done kind of thing, but if it isn't, I, I sure hope that um, some customization is is added because I think this is great to have this in the game. This ability timers. I mean, we've already pretty much, you know, talked to it ad nauseum, but it's so crucial. It's so yeah. so crucial um, to gameplay, and it's great that it's coming because you know this. Is, then that means it's coming to. Um, it's coming to console as well. So yep, that's yep. a win. I was going to say that. Imagine the differences for the folks on console now who who didn't have that. They're going to be able to have that in their gameplay because they're not used to having add-ons at all. Right. You know, it's a, it's a raw game for them. They're playing it. You know, um, at um, at the base levels. Right. So and and they're still like oh, <laughs> I've said it a thousand times, but if you're parsing super high and you play on console, you are an infinitely better gamer than I am as a PC player because I have all these different tools to use, and you don't, and you're still pumping those numbers out. I think that's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. I sit here and moan about things, and I'm just like, you know what? they like The way that they play at the high levels is just... Yeah, it's honestly fun to watch. Like they get into a rhythm when they're doing their thing with the rotations, and it's mm-hmm. more than paying attention to bars. It's like you feel it in the way that you're you know, going through your abilities and your pacing and the rhythm. It's ugh, they're oh. they're really good. <laughs> Absolutely, you ain't lying. All right, um, so we're gonna keep diving through this as weeks go on, of course, um, and we will get through patch notes. We'll probably talk about item sets and other stuff next week, but. Initial thoughts, Cash. Initial thoughts. If you could wrap the, wrap up your experience so far in you know a paragraph, where where is your head at with black with Blackwood? I am in love with the zone, in love with the characters. Super intrigued about where the story is going to take me, and excited to organically find my companions. I see them running around. I see characters running around with them all the time. And I, it, it's not intrusive. doesn't bother me. I know that people are going to be way out leveled with their companions by the time I even find mine. But as I organically complete and 100% this zone, um, I'm, I will find them and it will be that much more exciting for me. I honestly have not looked them up. I don't know where to find them. And I just, I'm very excited to take this thing, take the entire chapter in naturally. And like I'm telling you right now, I cannot wait for tonight. So I can dive back into the story because it's just, it's that good. I agree. Really enjoying the story they're telling. Agreed. 100%. I second that. 100%. The story, everything about it, this is, this is just, an excellent chapter. And to those of you who are listening who are on console, you are in for one of the best treats. It, come in with an open head just and just play and just take your time with it and really enjoy it. And you're going to absolutely love this chapter. Hands down, 
Oh, hands down, this for me is this. This is number one for me. Absolutely amazing, amazing chapter. All right, friends. Well, we'll be right back. Uh, we got a quick little bit here for you, and uh, we'll be uh, coming back with a lore lesson. So, uh, see you in a few. Hello, lore seekers. One thing Jibs and I have talked about on the show lately is our headfirst dive into tabletop adventuring with our friends at the Natural Ones D&D. Now, being a noob to Dungeons & Dragons tabletop, I spent my first few sessions rolling my actions with the digital dice in the game's online interface. Now, it definitely works, but watching shows like Critical Role, I really wanted to feel that authentic D&D experience. I mean, like in a video game or an MMO or an RPG... The rolling for hits is all done behind the scenes, and I really wanted to get back to those root feelings of an RPG by rolling the actual dice myself. Well, in walks our friend and fellow Elder Scrolls Online streamer, Jake Stormon. You may know Jake from Twitter, or perhaps from the Mythica movies, or most recently uh, as an actor on the Outpost series on The CW. Well, I met Jake of all places at an ESO event in Los Angeles in 2019. And from the moment I met him, I knew Jake was someone to keep in touch with. Jake is just a great human with a positive attitude and infectious demeanor. It turns out, Jake was a tabletop gamer as well. As a matter of fact, Jake had a project brewing with diehard dice to create his very own crafted sets of tabletop gaming dice. So with my curiosity peaked, I headed to the website at dieharddice.com forward slash stormforged. And let me tell you, these dice do not disappoint. Jake and the team at Die Hard created something very special. The Stormforged line of dice truly has the look and feel of an arcane rune lost to time. The font designs and colors are very unique with the Norse feel, which is an homage to Jake's heritage. Yeah, it turns out he's a Viking. The dice are weighty, they produce a satisfying thud when they hit the table. And to date, there are tons of different Stormforged dice set designs to choose from. There's the Unearthed Sage, Bloodline, and Leviathan. There's Kings, Queens, and Usurpers of Gilded Ruin. And the massive Dire D20 dice are amazing. So since I've received my Stormforged dice from Die Hard, I've been using them in our D&D sessions, and the difference is profound. There's nothing quite like rolling actual dice and the satisfaction you get from rolling a nat 20 with your own beloved set. It's a pretty cool feeling. So if you're looking for something truly unique in a set of die for your tabletop adventures, check out Jake's Stormforge line at dieharddice.com. And remember, when darkness strikes and burdens plight, when all hope fails and loses form, Remember then, our keepers might, that these dice were forged within the storm. Enter my mind, Vestige, and walk with me through the shadows of past events. Oh. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I am yes. intrigued. You should be, because this character is... Probably one of the most iconic in the Elder Scrolls Online experience. Particularly if you're a dungeon delver, you've run into Laren the Fool Killer before. So, friends, it's quite a nice surprise to ESO players. One of our favorite 
or perhaps the most loathed recurrent characters has returned in the latest chapter of Blackwood and the Prologues. Upon the release of ESO's teaser trailer, many of us squeed in anticipation and excitement to see Larenth in all of her CGI glory, swiping a Daedric Tome from the grasp of an agent of the Order of the Waking Flame and using it to hastily open a portal to oblivion. Now, despite her personal opinions of the sassy Dramora, it was awe-inspiring to see her in action, as opposed to her typical offset posture, insulting mere mortals with a razor-sharp silver tongue. But who is this mysterious personality from the deep corners of oblivion who takes pleasure in melting in the affairs, meddling in the affairs of Tamriel? You mortals. So easy to manipulate and so much fun to play with. Now, if that is not Larenth, I don't know <laughs> what is. Oh, gnarly. Her favorite thing is calling us uh, us little mortals, and I think it is freaking hilarious. But why is she like that? Let's dive into it. We'll find out. Larenth the Fool Killer was once counted amongst the most prominent in the ranks of the Fool Killer's clan of Cold Harbor. Now, there were two. The Fool Killer's clan was one of them, with the Deathbringer clan being the other. Now, Larenth is a powerful Dramora and a former servant of Molag Ball, the god of schemes and the lord of domination. We all know him very well. However, a series of events transpired during the Second Era in our gameplay time, our timeline in the Elder Scrolls Online, that tested Larenth's loyalty to the Daedric Prince. And here's our first fun fact. The Fool Killer's clan was once a Dremora clan in service of Molag Ball in Cold Harbor. The clan was betrayed by their rival clan, known as the Deathbringer clan, who trapped the Daedric souls of the Fool Killers within a set of armor. This might sound familiar to some of you. Now, a Grievous Twilight, which is a massive winged Daedra, by the name of Dusk, carried out the plan and imprisoned the Fool Killers within the Imperial City prison during the Daedric occupation of the Imperial City. Sound familiar yet? Larenth was able to avoid the entrapment and sequestered the aid of a group of undaunted adventurers who would defeat Dusk and free the living essences of Larenth's Fool Killer clanmates from Dusk's own armor. If you don't remember that, that was from the Elder Scrolls Online Dungeon, the Imperial City Prison, which is absolutely one of my favorites. Epic, epic story told in there. In the second era, year 582, Larenth the Fool Killer was summoned against her will by an old married dominion alchemist by the name of Rudivar as part of a sinister plot to defeat the Ebonheart Pact. Now, Larenth was bound inside the ancient Daedric ruins of the Tenmar Wolk in Shadowfen. That's down in Murkmire. Rudivar's plan was to transform his soldiers into skin stealers. Also, doppelgangers that were created by the use of hyssop and portions of Lyric's own Daedric essence. Now, battle ensued between the Dominion and Pact forces, and Larenth was able to escape in the melee with the help of the player. After she was freed, 
Lirant made it her personal conquest to claim vengeance against the Deathbringer clan, who had seemingly gained favor by their Daedric prince, Molag Ball. The Deathbringer clan had rose to prominence in Cold Harbor after betraying the Fool Killers clan in the Imperial City prison plot. Now, I'm going to read something here which was written by Larenth. It's called The Oath of a Dishonored Clan, and it details her revenge. Resting never again until our purpose be achieved. Ever watchful for an opportunity to repay the wrong. Valkanaz Saris. We shall extract the fee for betrayal. Even our duty to the Overkin is transcended by this. Never again to hear the name Fool Killers Clan. Agony. Generous will be to those who aid our purpose. Ending the false ascendance of the Deathbringer Clan. So when a mortal expedition from Tamriel entered Cold Harbor in attempt to thwart the plane meld, Larent would offer her aid. This is the main quest line in Elder Scrolls Online. She was instrumental in freeing a group of the mortals that were tracked by, trapped by Daedric overseers after revealing weaknesses in the Reaver Citadel. Larenth would help with that quest as the Reaver Citadel was the last line of Daedric defense in Cold Harbor. So by her actions, with her assistance, she would allow the invasion by the mortals to succeed, ultimately ending the Daedric invasion by Molag Ball. Now in the process of thwarting Molag Ball's plans, Lyrinth assisted with the banishment of the Deathbringer clan's leader. His name is Valkanaz Saris, and this took place in a giant fortress within Cold Harbor called the Pyramid. Upon his death, the Fool Killers would return to dominance in Cold Harbor, allowing Laren to open a way to the Endless Stair, thus allowing Meridia and her mortal champions to attack and vanquish the Planar Vortex. The Plane Meld would be destroyed. Now in our sources, in our research, little is said about Laren's personal interactions with Molag Ball or her motivations for helping thwart his invasion at Tamriel beyond the vengeance against the Deathbringer clan. She wanted to get them back very badly. However, Larenth would once again win favor with Molag Ball and return to his service in his favor. Fun fact. The plane meld that we spoke of took place in Tamriel in the second area, 582. Now, with the use of massive dark anchors and a formidable invasion force, Molag Ball attempted with each anchor to pull Nern out of Mundus and into his own realm of Cold Harbor. Let's talk a little bit about Lyrinth and her interactions with mortals. Because that's how we interact with her. Now... She doesn't think negatively about mortals. She actually has quite a positive yet guarded opinion. As she recognizes mortals for their innovative behavior. She likes that they're unpredictable. She likes that they're ambitious. She also finds some weaknesses, however, in their tendencies to form attachments, make decisions based on assumptions that they do not fully understand. 
I remember earlier I was talking about somebody that would say something so stupid that you just kind of stare at them for a minute and wonder how the heck can you say something so stupid? It's kind of how Laren thinks about mortals. It's because she has a overworldly understanding of the happenings in Tamriel. Now, one thing that particularly impressed Larenth is the actions of Remen Cyrodiil, the former founder of the Remen dynasty and his successful campaign to conquer much of Tamriel. She found that very interesting and she was a fan of his work. Now, Larenth has a rather aversive view toward the Daedra. Don't forget, she is one. But she sees the Zivkin as allies hindered by their Zivili roots. Now, remember, Zivkin, as we recall, as you recall that we talked about them on a previous lore lesson when we covered the Dramora a few weeks back, the Zivkin are a product of Molak Ball's experiments with cross-hybridization between Dramora and Zivili, which are very highly intelligent Daedra. Molak Ball created his own species and he called them the Zivkin and these hybrid created Zivkin serve as Molag Ball's personal guard Larenth also recognizes and enjoys the beauty of the mortal plane for what it is describing it as a very delightful playground she does however despise the Adra specifically the Magna Ghi now the Magna Ghi you'll remember are the original Adra, the children of Magnus. And she considers them foolish for leaving the mortal plane and not completing their work on Nern, believing they could have created something much greater. Now, Larenth feels pity for Adra worshiping mortals, believing the Adra are stagnant and that they have never been as quietly actively involved with the happenings on Nern as the Daedra. So although Larenth considers Daedric cultists to be foolish and deluded, she has, however, earned quite a cult-like following herself. By her followers, she's known as the Dread Lady. And an imperial and self-proclaimed prophet of Larenth by the name of Rogatus Sinna, she has a very devout follower. And this follower is more than willing to tell others about her beloved mistress. Here's a little excerpt from a Meet the Character that Elder Scrolls Online did by Rogatus Sinna on Lyris, and it's called The Prophet of the Dread Lady. And it reads, Brothers and sisters seeking wisdom, hear ye and be inspired. I have heard the word of the Dread Lady, and I bring enlightenment from my lovely and powerful mistress. As the humble prophet of Lyranth, a Dramora of great guile and cunning, know that my words hold truth and revelation. Like me, you too can bask in the Dread Lady's aura and gain wisdom beyond measure. All you have to do is believe. So let me tell you about the Dread Lady. Bear in mind, I am too lowly to speak of my mistress in anything more than euphemisms and hushed tones. Lyranth is the darkness in the dead of the night the arcane fire burning in oblivion. She has served Molag Ball and walked her own path. She has strode upon the broken rocks of Cold Harbor and explored the farthest reaches of the void. She is unique among her kind, 
for she has a burning curiosity and an unlikely interest in the happenings of little mortals such as ourselves. No other Daedra is her equal, and I am blessed that she has chosen me to bring her thoughts and words to the world at large. Wow. Fun fact. Lyrinth's Paleonymic, also known as a Daedra-bound name, is Wekepenet Camdo. Now, these types of names, often called anemic, refers to an entity's incantory, incantatory name. Incantatory. Incantatory name. I didn't have my Dwemer drops today. <laughs> Which is known as the true name. Now, it is said that by invoking an immortal Daedra's true name, it will drain its vital source into oblivion which causes the entity to follow. This can be a terrifying experience for a Daedra. And that is how they are summoned. So closing this off in the Flames of Ambition DLC and the ensuing conflict in Blackwood, Larynth again becomes involved in the affairs of mortals. A known rival to Molag Bal, Mehrunes Dagon, and his Order of the Waking Flame cultists begin unleashing a sinister plot upon Tamriel, and Lyrinth again employs the assistance of mere mortals to investigate the threat. As Jibs and I have talked about ad nauseum today, we look forward to dealing with our favorite embrace of Dramora, as she has a penance for bringing a hefty dose of dark comedy to our gameplay. We want to know how you feel about Dramora. So write us, call us, do all the things, and let us know what you think about Larynth. But she is quickly becoming one of the most interesting characters in all of Elder Scrolls Online. That was awesome. A lot of that stuff I had no idea. That was awesome. Yeah, she's got a history, man. It's pretty cool. And you can't just take her at face value as a absolute jerk for her demeanor because she knows so much more than a mortal does yeah you kind of get it yeah agree wow man this is shaping up this is this is awesome <laughs> yeah oh this yeah. is awesome great job uh wow well hey everyone thank you so much for tuning in this was the lore seekers uh podcast for old scrolls online episode 118 you know if you enjoyed your time here tell us how we're doing uh, we'd love to hear from you. You like us, you don't like us, whatever it is. For every five-star review on iTunes that we get, we show you some love with a shout-out here on the show. We got one here today from US of A. This is from uh, Arthur Lee. Says, I'm loving the enthusiasm between you guys and the excitement for the upcoming ESO content. You create a very welcoming and inclusive environment, just like ESO itself, and make long shifts easier with your banter, content coverage keep up the great work thank you yeah thank you very much you know i love getting things like that where where we just have people from all walks of life that absorb the show and enjoy the show especially while they're working yeah because let's face it we we all spend a third of our lives at work and of course nobody wants to be there but you absolutely have to freaking be there yeah so why not just throw a podcast on and just in you know get a little chunk of this game world that you love and 
absorb it at work, you know? And so, yeah, anyway, that's, that's me. I, I just, I love the fact that we have the ability to do that with our technology now. It's ah, awesome. Agreed. Makes everything better. <laughs> everything. Yep. Well, thank hey, you for that. Yes, thank you. Well, hey, you can always call us, 765-382-6961, or email us, lorsseekerspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are actually probably, I don't want to say anything I regret, but we're, 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 ahead of that July release schedule I think for our new website we're we're coming down to the we're coming down the wire we've been making some great progress on it it's about donezo um, so anyway thank you for everyone's patience as we get everything there up, back up and running um, you can always uh, join the community join the guild if you want to be a part go to loreseekerseso.org that's the community driven created site you can download discord join the discord server and uh, follow the instructions to begin your app you can find Jibs and myself uh, messing around on Twitter uh, pretty much every day. We're putting in there something that's just going on in our gameplay or something's coming up for the show. You can follow Jibs at Jibs IRL. You can follow myself at Lore Seeker Cash. You can follow the show at Lore Seekers Cast. And if you're into tabletop, we are streaming uh, usually every Sunday night. Uh, we're doing our uh, live streams at the Natural Ones D&D. You can uh, follow us on Twitter there at Natural Ones D&D. And follow us on Twitch. You can follow Lore Seekers Show at twitch.tv forward slash Lore Seekers Podcast. And you can follow our D&D show on Twitch every Sunday night, twitch.tv forward slash The Natural Ones D&D. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Be awesome to one another. And, uh, yeah, be good to one another. Encourage one another. I think that's important that you say that and it's important that we actually follow through on being good to one another and being good humans because right now everybody needs it so right. we love you guys have a great week and dilly freaking dilly <laughs>